0: The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit seventhwave.network.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, April in Paris giving up delusions for the new year. Okay, so it's not April, and for most of us, it's not Paris. So why the title? Because many of us are so delusional in our thinking that we might as well be announcing that it's April in Paris. We kid ourselves about how nice we are, how smart, that's one of my personal favorites, how much in love, how accomplished, how rich, how poor, how creative, how honest, how oppressed, how misunderstood, and how whatever we are, and we really believe it. We also delude ourselves about how rational we are, how reasonable our reactions.
0: Oh, that's the big one.
1: That's one of my favorites. Oh, boy. (laughs) All of my reactions are reasonable, obviously. Totally, totally. We delude ourselves about our capabilities, whether we exaggerate or minimize. What's your biggest delusion about yourself, and why do you believe it, and are you ready to give it up? Let's bust through our delusional thinking. Stay tuned, call in, and ask Beth to help you look at yourself. Life is so much easier when we're in reality. So give yourself the gift of reality for the new year. And use the link on the right side of the host page to join our post-show forum, if you can. And now, here's Beth from the Inside Out.
0: You know, I'm beginning to think, welcome everybody. I'm beginning to think that we should call 2015 the year we ended delusional thinking. What do you think?
1: Ooh, I'd love it.
2: I would love
0: it, too. I would love it, too. Now, I want to tell you guys that in the last, well, I guess it was a little over a week ago, I did a video called Delusional Thinking and the Magic of Reality, and it is on YouTube on Beth Green TV. So, if you go to the host page of Inside Out, on the top, there's a banner that goes back and forth between the climate special. And Beth Green TV. And that's the one you click on that, and you will come to my YouTube channel. And right up there, some on Inside Out TV, Inside Out TV, the first one on the left is going to be Delusional Thinking and The Magic of Reality. People are really loving this video. I thought, I, I was really afraid they were going to hate it. You know, I, when I went to do it, I w- got into this attitude of, um well, let me see whatever them if they don't give they can't take a joke I, I'm done with pandering and pretending and so I was in one of those feisty give' a hell Harriet moods as James would call it, and amazingly enough people are really loving this people in the public uh, were getting a lot of thumbs up getting really good comments from people and it's just been out for a while so I'm very excited and I think, doesn't that mean something, doesn't that mean that that means that there's a lot of people who are sick of delusional thinking? Now, what I really took on in that video was a lot of the thinking of the new thought and new age movements about telling ourselves that we were something that we weren't, and then we get to be so disappointed when we're not. Uh, I don't know anybody personally who has ever engaged in that, but Uh anyway...
1: Uh Uh (laughs) I'm the poster child for new (laughs) thoughtism and uh, new (laughs) ageism.
0: And delusional thinking. And, uh, oh, I thought, oh, my God, people are going to hate this. But they didn't. You know, I think it's enough people, it's not everybody, but enough people have seen that there is truth to positive. Oh, I also took on positive thinking, guys. There's um, some truth to it, but... To take it on as a belief system in a kind of a thoughtless, mindless way is dumb because it stops us from really being in reality and using the tools that we need to in order to deal with reality. You know, sometimes you have to meditate and sometimes you need to call the plumber. So anyway, I really recommend that you guys go to Beth Green TV. You can even subscribe. And if you subscribe, please check the box that says Please notify me when there's more videos. Unfortunately, even when you check that box, YouTube doesn't always do that. But you're more likely to be notified. Well, let's put it this way. If you don't check the box, you won't be notified. Or you can definitely go to my website, bethgreen.org, sign up for my newsletter, and then you'll be informed every time we put out a new video or any other exciting thing. So anyway... It it gave me such a boost, you know, to have that kind of response. And I thought, let's take it on here. It wasn't that long ago that I talked about the secret and the law of attraction and the ways in which that's true and the way in which that's delusional. So that was just kind of a warm-up to what we're taking on. So I was thinking maybe what we're going to be doing this year is a lot of taking a look at some of our favorite delusions And see if we can give them up. So, stay tuned. Because next week I'm taking on another one. So, I hope you're having a good time with us. I hope you are laughing with me. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) And, uh, James, do you give out the phone number? Because today it would be really good if a lot of people called in and talked about their favorite delusion about themselves.
1: Okay. So please call us with a question or comment about your delusions. And the number is 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795.
0: You know, I I think we should start with a question that just popped into my head of why do we engage in so many delusions? Well, the obvious thing is, I think I said this in the video, we don't like reality. So <laughs> when I was a little girl, I didn't like reality. And I created in a complete fantasy world uh, for me to live in. And uh, I was very resentful when my mother called me or any—you know I had to get up and get out of bed and go to school or whatever where I had to go back into reality. I mean, that was a bummer. But, um, you know, as a child, I didn't have a lot of choice. You know, I was dragged out of it. But, boy, when we get to be adults, we can engage in big-time delusional thinking to escape from the realities we're not comfortable with. And to me, it's like a drug. You know, I can't stand my feeling state, so I'm going to change it. And there it is. Oh, my goodness. We already have a deluded caller. So... Without further ado, I am going to take a call from Christine from San Diego. Deluded caller number one. <laughs> Hope you're not the only one. I don't
3: think so. <laughs> I won't <laughs> delude myself into thinking that. Well, you were saying that we have delusions so that because we don't like reality. Yeah. And I'm just noticing my. I mean, I know I have many delusions. Um, And I did watch your video, and I loved the video. It made me laugh out loud um, because I could so relate to so many of the things you said were delusional in that video. And so, okay, everybody, did you hear that? She said she laughed out loud. I did. I watched it a couple of few, I think three times, every time I laughed. It totally made me laugh.
0: See? See, it's not bad. It's not a bitter pill.
3: It's funny. It's funny. (laughs) Well, it's funny unless you, you know, easily take umbrage to things.
0: (laughs) Like some people we know.
3: (laughs) But if you don't, like if you can have some space for your own humanity and see (laughs) how we're designed and what we do, then it's hilarious. I mean, it's just because I think because you put things so plainly and simply, and then to think of the um, complex and sophisticated ways we rationalize our delusions, it puts it quite a contrast.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
3: Yeah, so... I think one of the delusions I have is I can I can do things on my own. Mm. And what I notice at work is sometimes instead of engaging, I want to just, like, get people to stop I- interacting with me and just, like, I'll, I'll take care of it like that. I don't know, mm. if, you know... And then, like, then I can just, if I just get some time by myself, everybody leaves me alone, I'll just comb through everything and magnificently produce the product that that we need here.
0: You know, one of the questions that comes to mind immediately as you talk about that, Christine, is, uh, is it just a matter of you're deluded into thinking you could do it yourself, or does your ego tell you that it will have more value if you have done it yourself and so you actually resent other people's input, because it will take away some of the luster of your own accomplishment.
3: Oh, I definitely can relate to that. Me too. I yes. am
0: that.
3: It's I got that. It's like a collaboration of five people. I mean, how am I going to stand out?
0: Exactly. How is anyone going to know what I did? Exactly. <laughs> I think, isn't that the
3: whole, like, <laughs> block to being a part of a team <laughs>
0: Well, you know, that's uh, very interesting, because if, you, if we start exploring that a little deeper, what is the real delusion there is that it matters who did it. Mm-hmm. You know, in the world, uh, okay, you, we all know Salk, and what was the other guy? Sabin. Sabin and Salk discovered the polio vaccine. And they were busy, you know, competing with each other. Who's going to get the vaccine first? And one did it in this form, and the other one did it in this form. And now, d- most of us don't remember, A, that there was polio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> B, that that vaccine came along in the mid-50s. And C, that it was Salk and Sabin. And D, which of them created which version of it? But I know, I know somebody would know that, and that's a very important issue to them, but how many of us actually know that? And there are so many other things that people have done that we just say, oh, wow, you know, I walk down the street and that the concrete is so even that I'm not tripping, but nobody has written their name on that concrete to say that they did it. <laughs> so, so it really, from the perspective of the universe, the universe really doesn't care who did it. But I do. I really. I care. you know I wasn't around at the time in the fifties, yeah.
3: but yeah. I do know in San Diego. I've been to the Salk Institute at UC San Diego. You know, near UC San yeah. Diego for events, and so I didn't even know there were two people involved in the polio oh, yeah. vaccine. I've just seen the Salk Institute.
4: That's
3: right. So um, <laughs> yeah. So like, for our, our, you know, from a human perspective, we care, but. Like you said, from the broader perspective, who, who cares? Nobody. They just,
0: really? you know, it
3: exists or it doesn't exist.
0: Exactly. Do you know who invented the computer? No. No. Was there anybody, one person, who actually did invent the computer? And, and, so, and do you care? Every no. time. Yeah. You see, so there is the delusion. The delusion is that it really matters who did it, although... I can see that it matters when it comes to um, promotion time. It does, and raises,
3: and, and how much raises. you brought in, and how happy your clients are, and whether that was you, or you know what part is yeah. that, and how do, how do we divvy up, um, mm-hmm. you know, the bonus pool and everything, it, and the exactly. raise pool among our employees. It's like we don't distributed evenly, we look at, you know, who contributed more basically, and how do we evaluate that?
0: And how do we evaluate that? And so, yes, it becomes very important to us that we be recognized for what we did, but it doesn't really matter to the world. Well, Christine, thank you for sharing uh, a delusion with us. There are so many more. I really appreciate it. And we have a couple more call us. So um, I'm going to thank you again, and we'll talk to you again. Our next caller is Helen from California. Hi, Helen. Hi.
5: Oh, I'm. I'm sure I follow Christine partly because <laughs> I can definitely um, <clears throat> relate to the. I want credit. I, I was doing something recently for my sister, and she said, "You know, do you want me to feel like you're a you're a martyr and that you really don't want to do it?" I said, "Oh, no, no." I don't mind doing it at all. I just want credit.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> now, what does what wanting credit have to do with delusional thinking?
5: Well, partly, like you said, because it, you know, even if I did happen to do the task, um, it, it's taking away from, I, I, this is the way I look at it anyway, it's taking away from being guided to do it where God gets the credit for anything being done, and I want my ego to get credit for doing it because I, I'm a nice person.
0: I, th- I agree with you completely. And I think it really um, starts to address the issue of why do we do things. We want to tell ourselves that we're doing these things because we're good people, or because we're honest or because we're supportive or because we're kind or we're thoughtful but that's a big delusion right there that so the the we keep deluding ourselves about our motivations right so and that I, is do you have another delusional yes, I do motivation have another one yes that-
5: my yes. life will not be complete if I don't have a certain percentage of free time.
0: Oh, so you shouldn't have to pay for that time. It's free.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and why is that delusional? I
5: don't know. I mean, I work hard and I want to be rewarded. It kind of relates to the credit, I think.
0: I, I think you're getting close to something. like What is your motivation for doing the things that you're doing?
5: so that i can be lazy the rest of the time
0: <laughs> i like it but that's not it
5: <laughs> well so god will reward me
0: yes and there it is yeah and if that is so not in your mind i'm sure you you probably oh, are no it's not spirit. in my mind yes yes now does it matter to you in what way god rewards you
5: oh absolutely <laughs>
0: And <laughs> what would that be?
5: Well, giving me what I want, whether it's free time or selling my house or more money or the proper husband or <laughs> you know, a, a sober daughter, whatever.
0: <laughs> right. Okay, so a lot of your uh actions are motivated by the desire for God to reward you in the way that your ego has decided you should be rewarded. Absolutely. Oh yes. Oh yes. All right. I think Oh a lot of yes. You- <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate to that one.
5: Absolutely.
0: Well, that's great. So um, thanks for calling, Helen. I think we're going to milk that a little while. We have another caller, but we won't take her yet because we're close to commercial break. But instead, we're going to James. James, do you relate to that one?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, I consider myself very special, and so I deserve to have all the special things in life. Uh, that reward me for being so very special but when I, when I stop, step back and, and really examine it, uh, wait a minute, I, I pretend to be special, I pretend to be smarter than I am, I pretend to be greater than I am, uh, what's going on here, you know, th- these are a lot of delusions.
0: Well, the, the thing that really strikes me about what you're saying is that you, it sounds like you want to be, Helen is willing to, wants to be rewarded for hard work and she's willing to do it, but you just want to be rewarded for being special.
1: Absolutely.
0: And so therefore you shouldn't have to even lift a finger. Right. I love that. How many of you out there, think about it, actually have that delusion? I am so whatever it is that I really shouldn't have to work hard for anything. I am so talented. It
1: should all all come easy. I'm so talented. I can just waltz on into the situation and and be masterful.
0: Exactly. And everybody
1: will applaud.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Or I am so pretty that Mm -hmm. everyone should bow down to me and give me what I want. Or I am so smart that things should be easy for me. Or I am so rich that everybody should listen to me and be beholden to me and uh, recognize my value, power. It's not even the value and power. It's I'm so rich that everybody should realize, yes, that uh, I have the power to make their lives better or miserable, so they better do what I want. Excellent. We are going to take a commercial break. Hang in there with us. And let's get a couple more callers. We've got one on the line. Do want do share your delusions with us. James, Mm -hmm. the phone number.
1: Phone number 1-866-472-5795.
0: Okay. Be visionary. This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel.
2: Bring Beth into your world in person or via the internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688 page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and non-fiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training. And discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org.
0: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
2: You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out.
0: Hi there. Welcome back to Inside Out. Well, speaking of Inside Out, before we go to our next caller, I would like to share, here's a delusion. We ready for... Just because I get on the radio and entertain myself and think I'm brilliant doesn't mean anybody is going to listen.
4: <laughs>
0: yes, and now we have Rose from Ramona. We actually have Rose and her husband, Scotty. Oh, Rose and Scotty oh, from Ramona.
6: Hi there. Hi, Scotty. hi, how are you?
0: Hi, very hey. great. Happy New Year, Happy Rose New Year, and Scotty. Too, yeah. <laughs> Can you hear
7: me now? I'm just barely, but I'm going to... Um... Try and speak, and then I'll, uh, maybe I'll get on another phone and he can hold this one. Okay. Um, I want to get support, we want to get support about how we're um, perhaps in delusion about what we're doing with um, having our daughter live here. And mm. um, I feel very nervous
0: about this. Um, as ner- nervous back. about asking me, or nervous about her living there? <laughs> <laughs> Um
7: well, I think there's a nervousness we were just talking while the break was happening about what we might have to confront given whatever you, you know, suggest here. Yeah. Um we see that she's been living here 3 months and we see that she seems to be progressing in a certain way of more stable and uh less emotional, less mentally um ill perhaps, you know, mm-hmm. that's all just a perception but Um, We do see some of that. We asked her when she started living here to um, get a job to pay back a loan that she got from us right off the bat and also to, you know, apply herself in support around the home to, you know, be in compensation of quote-unquote rent. Yeah. And she's doing some of the things around the home, but it's not, you know, she hasn't, like, really integrated that. She doesn't really come forth with you know, applying herself in that way, it's mostly being asked of her, and there is one area in which she's uh, completely initiates, and that is cooking dinner um, most nights. Very good at that. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. We're wondering if we're deluding ourselves that w- what we're doing so far is okay, or if we're perpetuating a belief that she doesn't have to work because she keeps kind of... Failing at getting a job, and she doesn't really believe in working for other people, and she doesn't like to address money issues. So, um.
0: Well, would you like me to just jump in? Please. Okay. Well, this is what I'm hearing, and I, I think you were very wise to call. I think there's quite a lot of delusional thinking involved in this, and that's so common with kids or with other people that we're trying to help. So you're not alone. That's the first thing that I want to say. And sometimes we don't know whether something is delusional until we try it out, right? So sure. we shouldn't blame ourselves or judge ourselves too harshly. But you just said something very key at the the very last thing you said, which was that in general, she has not shown a, a terrific sense of responsibility to pay for the things that she gets. Now, whether that's because she feels incompetent and she doesn't think she's capable of actually generating income, or she has a sense of mega entitlement, or it's a combination, or she's just out of reality altogether, you have noticed that in general. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. That's yes. Correct. Now what is the delusion is that you're that she's going to treat you differently from the rest of the world.
7: Well, let me say one thing. She does give us glimmers because she does get work. She's very hireable. When she puts out her resume, she gets hired. She just doesn't keep the jobs and she'll claim it's because it's against her standards.
0: Well, okay, but honey, what I'm saying to you is this is behavior she has engaged in before. The delu- I didn't say the delusion was that she couldn't that she could work. I said the delusion was that she would treat you differently from the rest of the world.
7: Oh, that, I see what you're saying. Yes,
0: yeah, see. That you are so wonderful. <laughs> which I'm sure you are. That you are so wonderful that your love alone will motivate her to change everything about herself in order for her to live up to what you need her and want her to be. And that's not going to happen. I would suspect that she likes cooking dinner. Right. So she is doing, she's still doing what she's done before. How do you release the need to believe that you are so wonderful and that your wonderfulness will turn her around? I think that... um, Sometimes love does help people to change and sometimes consequences help people to change and sometimes conversations help people to change and sometimes nothing helps people to change or a combination. But you see... The, the place to go is to really take a look at how much you're doing this in order to feel like good people and how much you want her to prove to you. You know, it's like the motive. It's coming back to what Helen was, uh, her example. It's like, how much is it that um, y- you being who you are is what you think is going to change her behavior so that she will treat you differently. I'll tell you, I have done the same thing over and over in relationships with men. If I've seen them behave badly towards other women somehow or other, I think that, well, I'm so wonderful that they're not going to even think about treating me that way. (laughs) Right? Have you ever seen that with anyone? So there's the pain. I think that you are feeling a lot of pain in this. Not just because you're, there's a lot of distress about a daughter who's only somewhat functional. But that your own pain of feeling like there's something wrong with you, that she's not responding to all the gifts that you're offering her, that she's not changing in the ways that you think she should to validate your goodness or beingness. Do you understand what I mean? So that's where the delusion is. And when you have that kind of delusion, it will make you a sucker.
4: Mm.
0: Now, when you release the delusion, then there is a chance that you can evaluate step by step. Is this right? Is this right? What, What should we expect? Then you're no longer trying to maintain an image of yourself in your own mind about how wonderful you are. It's like hitting a rock. I I don't know if I can explain it any other way. It's like you hit this rock deep inside you where you realize that people are not going to change because you're wonderful and because you love them. But that is not enough. And when you release it, you can look honestly at the situation, and you can ask for divine guidance as to what to do step by step. I hope that you understood what I said.
7: I I do. I understand.
0: Great, uh, Scotty. Did you have anything that you wanted to add, or
6: have anything you wanted to add? Uh, you would have to talk, right? No, I think I'm in the inquiry about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, of course, my love is is um, supersedes everything for my daughter so it's hard for me to um it's just i'm finding more increasingly harder and harder for me just to uh, just to kick her out and uh-huh. uh so i'm i'm hoping and i'm hoping that things change and then i get a glimmer of hope that you know it's like she gets a job and she gets all excited and 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 then it 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 changes again and revert yeah. back. and But she is feeling healthier than she has been in the last three years. So I'm very happy about that. But um, uh, she, I think she has a lot of delusional thinking about the way the world works. Yes, and, very and, much uh, so. And we've had conversations for um, a few hours and, uh, and a few different times for a few hours each time. And it ended up in me being angry with her and shutting down because of the um, wall. So maybe I
0: the I truly <laughs> I I truly appreciate everything that you're saying and I can understand how those feelings will come up for you and there is a protective instinct that we want to believe something is true because we don't want to look at the possible consequences that they're not true. Right. But yeah So I appreciate all of that, but I'm really asking you to take a look at how much of it is not just your love for your daughter, but also how much you want her love for you and your lovability to be the magic wand.
6: Oh, yeah, I want to be the hero.
0: Yeah. See, and when you have that you lose your objectivity and you're not in reality anymore. So this is not a simple answer. Oh, you should throw her out or you shouldn't throw her out. It's a process that you have to go through and it could be very, very beneficial for you to actually take a look at why is it so important to me to prove that my very presence and goodness and beingness are enough to heal her. So when you have answered that question, I think you'll be on your way to be able to answer all the rest, which have to do with what you should do. So Did many times...
6: The question that I should ask myself?
0: Okay. It is, why is it so important to you that your beingness, your lovability, your, the essence of who you are, your mm-hmm. presence in her life is enough for her to heal? Okay. And, and that, you see, you can't really answer any other question until you've answered that one, because that's like the, holding the root of the whole thing. Yeah. And it may be, for example, um, that it's because you felt that your absence, I mean, I'm not saying this is true for you, but for example, you may feel like your absence was the cause of her problems. Well, so then your presence could be the solution to her problems. That you know, we can play those kind of games in our head, where of course uh, the absence of a parent can be detrimental to a child, but that doesn't mean it's the only factor that is impacting that, and it doesn't mean that when we become present, that whatever damage was done by our absence is going to automatically heal. That's also delusional. Mm. So I hope that was helpful, Scotty, and yeah. I'm really glad that you called in. Well, thank you. I love it when someone calls in for the first time. <laughs> and thank then we for- see if they ever call in again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or, or they get uh, dri- driven away.
4: So <laughs>
0: thank you both for thank calling. You. Okay, and now we have Elizabeth from San Diego. Hi, Beth and James. Hi. Hi. Uh, I think a delusion
3: that's... Um, uh, for me today, uh, I'm sure there's more than one, is um, yeah. the idea that I should be able to help anybody, you know, whether it be at work or these other uh, trainings uh, uh, that I'm Elizabeth, doing. Elizabeth,
0: Elizabeth, Elizabeth, that's not it. No. No. Go, go, there's something that's very obvious to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it is, but I know that obvious that, to others, but to me it's hard to see. No, I think it's probably obvious to you too. That's the feeling that I get about this thing—that it's not like deeply buried. What's your delusional thinking here? Uh,
8: that I need to have a man in my life for me to feel safe.
0: Mm. Oh, I. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, 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 oh. I. I have this. Okay. I go for it. I think that that well if you I don't know if I can articulate this but this is funny. You think you need a man in your life to make you feel safe so you f- pick men who are not safe. So you see there's a contradiction there. I can feel this. I can feel this. So that you can pick unsafe men and be safe. You know, this really reminds me of what I just talked to to Rose and Scotty about, you know, why is your daughter going to treat you differently from anybody else? So you pick unsafe men and want to pretend that there's something about you that's going to make them change so mm-hmm. that they will make you feel safe. Mhm. Does that ring a bell? I, I, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Wait. but that's...
8: That doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, delusions never part, do. <laughs> <laughs> <Go on. laughs> do. Well, but, but you see, this- it, there, there's something you're getting out of that. I, I mean, it's, it's like uh, harking back to Helen. Uh, I'm going to work hard and God is going to reward me with the very thing that my ego wants. Like God really listens to my ego and cares what it wants. I mean, is there anything not deluded about that? I mean, these delusions are fundamental nonsense, and yet Mm. we hang on to them religiously, assiduously, Mm. determinedly. So I think that um, it would really be good for you to take a look at why is it that you want to believe that? Have you had an experience in your life where you were able to do that with someone, or did you have an experience where you saw someone else do it and you wanted to be like them? Or did you have an experience where you wished that you had been able to do it? I mean, there are Mm. so many possible games. but Yeah, but I think it would be very helpful to you to meditate on that question. Oh, thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. We have another (laughs) caller, but we are perilously close to commercial break. So before and instead of going on to the caller, James, did you have something that you wanted to share? Honey, okay, James, you're deluded into thinking that we can hear you with your microphone off.
1: Well, I guess I had to break through the technology and, <laughs> and, and unmute myself. After all,
0: but being well, a magical uh, person.
1: Well, 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 well I tell you what, uh, <laughs> right. uh, I, I I thought of a new syndrome. Right. delusional parenting syndrome?
0: Oh my God, are I you? I love that my pattern?
1: child so much and give so much to her. She's going to uh, really change the way I want her to. Yeah. And, boy, that, that hit me right between the eyes. Yeah. And, and that's also played out in my relationships, all my relationships, in, in one way or another. But the other thing that's come up for me is, of course, my reactivity. I always rationalize my reactions. Uh, I'll have a, a, an angry reaction, and then I'll justify it. And I'll say, well, I'm justified because, when there's really no justification at all. But I'm, <laughs> deluded, into, but I'm deluded into believing that if I'm angry, there's got to be a good reason.
0: Gotta be, and it can't be something. It, it,
1: it can't just be that I have an anger problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I or, love it, or an anxiety
1: problem, or anything else, you know, or
0: any other kind of problem. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I just want to say uh, something about the love thing. You know, it's so difficult sometimes because there is truth in the fact that sometimes love can be very helpful and healing. But love is not enough. We have to have love and awareness. That's something that I was taught by higher consciousness, God, the source, whatever that inner voice was, years and years and years ago. You have to have love and awareness because without the awareness, then the love just becomes being manipulated, uh, manipulative, and all those other good things. So we are going to go... To our last commercial break, but hang in there. We have another caller, and in fact, we could still have yet another caller if you still you know want to call. And so stick with us. Be visionary. This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel.
2: Beth into your world in person or via the internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training. And discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org.
0: seventh wave channel on the voice america network
2: you're tuned in to inside out with beth green and co-host james maynard to reach us on the show, please call one 472 5795 That's one 472 5795 If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out.
0: Hi there. Welcome back to Inside Out. We are into the last segment, drawing to the close. The finish line and we have Irene from San Diego. Hi, Irene. We haven't heard from you for a while. I know. Welcome. It's so
8: good to be back. <laughs> uh, I uh, I just I love this show. I mean I think you could have five shows on delusional thinking. I think we will. There's so much. <laughs> um, I was I I was trained as a psychologist and practiced <laughs> practice was a good word for <laughs> almost thirty years and the training I got was that love was enough. It, was, it wasn't called love. It was called unconditional positive regard. Mm. And so that no matter what the person said or did, you gave them unconditional positive regard and it would undo all the bad parenting that had not recognized the inner wellness of the person. Mm. And... Um, so, uh, needless to say, I learned how to be ineffective and,
4: <laughs>
8: and how to uh, disregard your ineffectiveness, you know, not to recognize that this wasn't working.
0: Of course so, not, because you had to give yourself unconditional positive regard.
8: <laughs> no matter how badly
0: you did in the work, you had to give yourself...
8: So um, that training really appealed to me because uh, I have just become aware uh, lately that as a young child, I learned things very quickly, and I got a lot of admiration for it. And so I got addicted, I think, to admiration for uh, not having to learn things, in other words, to get something immediately, yeah, and not go through the grueling process of struggle and practice and falling on your face and
0: well, what what uh, does that have to do with the unconditional positive regard psychology? Is that, is that because that was so easy to do? You I haven't made so. the connection, yeah. That, that I, I was so loving. Of
8: course, I would be good at this.
0: Yeah. Mm, I think that it's that you were so loving that people were going to love you back and that you were doing it in order to be loved rather than to actually get to the bottom of things. Oh. So there it is. You have the easy, the easy way to be loved. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. After all, why else do we have clients? It, it's That's so daunting to, tr- to try to change the human race, but feeling having that safe, cuddly moment, you know, once a week or however you did it, uh, for an hour where they came in and they spilled their heart to you and you got to say all kinds of wise things and make them feel better and plump yes. them up. And then they would leave at the end thanking you profusely.
8: Yes, Dr. because then they felt better about themselves and feeling good about yourself is a really good way. Of going into the world and making things
0: happen oh, absolutely. you feel good about your all the things you've been doing wrong. You have someone to to, to constantly <laughs> <laughs> tell you <laughs> that you're you know you're wonderful i've I've seen this because I, I've seen you know i don't I don't know Irene. I'm getting more outrageous every day. I you don't care anymore, right? I'm just gonna yeah. say it you know yeah. I, I've seen a lot of people who have been through, not saying all, but been through a lot of traditional therapy where they actually did the same thing that you're talking about or just, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and try to make them feel better and always blamed their husband or their wife or their boss or whatever because obviously your client couldn't have been the jerk in this situation. And uh, they come to me and then they're annoyed because… I'm confronting what they might have done, and they don't like that, and they're not used to that. That's, And they haven't learned a darn thing about themselves, and they haven't changed in 20 years.
8: Right. Well, I am one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have changed because you weren't that way. But it took so long for me to, you know, get beyond that yes. delusional thinking. Well, that I, would, that, that I would get this, and there would be a way of me getting it that wouldn't be painful. Would be I wouldn't have difficult. to struggle with. I wouldn't have to learn things and practice them, and depend on other people.
0: Well, and you won't. You wouldn't have to look deeply in yourself to take a look at what might be blocking you from actually helping that person and seeing what's going on with them, because that's really the challenge, yeah. isn't it? You know, we we see our clients, they come to us for us to reinforce their delusions. And then, um, and we do uh, when we have the same one. It reminds me of something that happened not too long ago with James. We were talking to a psychiatric nurse. Uh, James, do you mind me talking about this? I just realized that (laughs) I started talking about it. that'll That'll be fine. Okay, thank. So, you know, everybody's on antidepressants today or takes those kinds of things. So it's really nothing. You know, it's no big uh, right. secret anymore. But, uh, you know, James would talk about some symptom he'd have. And the guy said, oh, that's nothing. You're 70. Oh, yeah. Well, it's come to find out that the guy is, was having a lot of problems himself. But, see, he uh-huh. wasn't confronting them in himself. So he thought that it was all perfectly fine to see that in his client. I mean, uh, if if you're addicted to pornography and your client comes in and is uh, addicted to pornography, you're going to say, that's normal. You're a guy. Right. You know? Yeah. It, it's, there There it is. So it's everywhere. We we don't want to look at ourselves and we want to help other people. And why, we want to be loved for it, too. So yep. this thing about wanting to be... Huh? Loved and paid. Loved and paid. Oh, yeah. What better way to show love <laughs> than to pay us? So, I think that this is really important because one of the things that we've seen uh, throughout our show today is how often we're really looking for rewards. It started with Christine. Oh, yeah. You know, we're looking for rewards, and life does not reward us. Life teaches us, life molds us, life challenges us. Life sometimes sucks all together, but we're constantly like, you know, I can see the fish with its mouth opening and closing, you know, going yeah. around with our mouths open, trying to get rewards and, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, love, yeah. admiration, money, whatever. And we haven't figured out yet that the world doesn't work like that. Now, that is one of the biggest <laughs> delusions that we can have. So, I'd like to thank you very much for your call, Irene, and uh, I welcome. hope you would- Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I did. Thank you. So I think since we don't have any other callers, I think it's really good to take a look at that last point. What do you think, James?
1: Sure. I think it's
0: great. I think it's, uh, you know, one of the delusions. And I completely agree. We need five more of these. I'm going to do more shows on delusion. I'm telling you, 2015 is the year to end our delusional thinking. And, you know, go to BethGreen.org. Join our email list, our mailing list. You'll get a book called Living with Reality. Mm. Anything but that, right? (laughs) And you will also get informed. You'll be notified of new videos and new audios and stuff like that. And it's free. Um, Did somebody not hang up the phone? Okay. Uh, Anyway, so there you go. So uh, you come to this and what, wait a minute, I got, I got, I distracted myself and um, why don't we all, oh yes, get our latest newsletter. I talk about taking on delusional thinking and there's a blog, the latest newsletter has a blog about delusional thinking, April in Paris. Uh, I've got this radio show. We've got uh, the video Why is this so important? Why is it so important to stop thinking that the world has been organized to reward us for whatever we think we have? Because if it's not true, we cannot live in a state of grace. You know, there's nothing worse than lying to ourselves. We can never improve reality if we don't acknowledge our problems. If I don't acknowledge that the way I'm eating or living is damaging my health, it doesn't, take, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that taking pain pills is not going to change my health. It may only temporarily change my perception of reality. We are always looking to change the way we feel We need to start changing what is. We want reality to make us feel good. And when it doesn't, we go into fantasy and create more problems for ourselves and other people. It's time for us to shift our focus from changing the way we feel to dealing with what is. And in living with reality in the first Part of the book, I talk about what is reality, why it's so hard to live with, and I talk in depth about changing our feeling state and how many problems that creates for us, the addictive behaviors that we get into because we're not dealing with reality. We just want to change the way we feel, and that's temporary. Those people who think that reality is what we perceive it to be are deluding themselves. If I am hallucinating that there is an elephant walking through my living room and I try to get on that elephant, I'm going to have a fall that's going to break my back. We can't live in delusion and be well just because I think I see it or I think I feel it, doesn't make it so. I can be on drugs, I can be manic, and I can think that I can fly off the roof or walk through a wall. That's going to send me to the hospital.
1: I'd like to speak uh, from the standpoint of being a man, which is that uh, given this competitive world, I have seen in myself a strong tendency to pretend to be more than I am and to believe it. Yes. And to believe it because I have to have a competitive edge. Yeah. So I have to pretend to be the expert, pretend to know more than I do, et cetera, et cetera, and to believe that I'm great even if I'm not so great. Yes. Uh, because I have to be better than the other person uh, to get yes. competition. So this is so pervasive in our society. It's just incredible.
0: It is, and I'd like to just share one more thing before I ask you to tell us about next week's show, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which is that so often we are so delusional about our capacities. We think we're better than we are, as you just said, and we don't put in the effort to become better than we have been. And that really connects to what Irene was talking about. Do the work. If you want to get better, don't fantasize that you are don't think that just lying around in bed, you can fantasize about running and your body's going to get strong. I mean, I, I've heard all that. Okay, right. I've tried that. It doesn't. I mean, you know, maybe there's something that it does to you, but if you, want to ex- if you want your mind to function, exercise it. If you want your body to function, you know, based on whatever your actual attributes are, whatever your capacities are, exercise, do healthy things for yourself. James, Tell us what's coming up next week.
1: Okay, our next topic, who says God never gives us more than we can handle? Who? This week, Inside Out is taking on yet another spiritual platitude that can make us crazy. The platitude that God never gives us more than we can handle. If that were true, we wouldn't have so many suicides and broken people strewing the planet, hurting themselves and others. So let's take this one on. What does that mean? Does God actually give us our experiences? Is there any truth to the statement? When is it a helpful way of thinking? And when is it damaging? What actually does break us and makes us grow? And what makes us grow? Let's distinguish between the truth and delusion. Let's try to make everything into a growth experience, and yet let's have compassion for ourselves and others when we break. So tune in, call in, and join us, and let's get honest with ourselves as we endeavor to give up delusional thinking during this year of 2015.
0: Thank you, James. Well. I wonder if you've ever said that or heard that line. Uh, A bigger piece of horseshit, I don't think I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) You know, people are traumatized. But more about that next week. I've so enjoyed uh, being with you this week. And I hope that you continue to join us and send these podcasts out and go to our uh, online forum or our phone forum afterwards to talk about how delusional you are and don't ever be embarrassed or afraid to call inside out and talk from the inside out because that's what we do thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week i hope that's not a delusion
2: thank you for making us a part of your week Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week!